Good morning. The Lord give you his peace. Welcome. Um, so in the, well, I'm not going to touch the first reading today. The homily would have been much different if it was in the friary. All about circumcision and, okay. Uh, let's look at the gospel. Um, I love this, this passage from the gospel. It's one of my favorites. I'm, I'm so excited. Uh, St. Luke is so often offering uh, double examples of things, you know, one for the guys and one for the girls, you know. And uh, today's, in, in the stories from today, the, the man who's searching for the one lost sheep and the woman who is searching for the one lost coin, uh, the very heart of these stories, it's about value, I would propose. It's about value and worth. Um, this sheep must be worth a lot to this guy if he's going to leave the 99 in search of the one, huh? Or the coin. Uh, maybe the coins that weren't lost were like um, pennies and nickels. And the coin that was lost was like a million dollar coin, if there was such a thing. It had a lot of value. Um, if you drop a penny, you probably aren't going to go looking for it, huh? So uh, there's something here about worth or about value. And, um, and then this line where there will be so much joy in heaven when a sinner on earth repents. So uh, you can draw some conclusions from that, that there are the connections between heaven and earth might be closer than any of us suspect, that somehow God, the angels and the saints, they're in heaven, they can see and know what's going on here on earth, and it, it brings them joy when we accept God's grace, when we repent, when we, you know, we try to let him in. Somehow they, you know, there's like parties happening up there. I don't know. So that's the Catholic uh, theology, the communion of the saints, right? We just had All Souls and All Saints Day. The connections, I think, might be a lot more close and intimate than we realize. You know, it's, it's easy to forget and think that maybe heaven and God and the angels and saints, they're kind of mysteriously far away and, uh, you know, but no, they're, they're close, they're watching. Gets you a little paranoid, huh? <laughs> God is watching. So are the angels and the saints. And, uh, like, you know, like almost like we watch the World Series or something, you know, <laughs> um, getting ready to cheer. Um, okay, but worth. So... Uh, this sheep and this coin, you know, were lost. They were pursued because they were of great value. And uh, so let's think about moments in our own lives when maybe uh, our own, you know, value, our own worth, and uh, whether or not we were pursued. For us guys, it's on the, the playground when you're going to have a big basketball game if you grew up in Indiana. And um, see, so there's two captains that are chosen, and then all these guys are there, and you're there. And then the two captains take turns picking people for their team. And, you know, there's an internal dialogue that happens. You know, you're like this little junior high kid, and you're just like hoping that you're not going to be the kid who's like last. And then, you know, and everybody's been chosen, like, I want you on my team, and I want, you know, that you're just standing there like, Nobody wants me. And, <laughs> it's, it's so awkward. It's character building moments of life. 
and uh, you're just hoping you're not going to be the guy who's standing there and after everyone else who's desirable has been chosen and then the whoever oh, okay I guess you're on our team and you're kind of like oh you know um, or for let's say the lady example um, get, I don't know I'm guessing it's seventh grade you're at the school dance you know and you <laughs> older sister did your hair for you and borrowed your mom's makeup I don't know you got some outfit on that you obsessed over and then all, all the girls are like lined up against the wall and all of a sudden that, that uh, romantic power ballad comes on <laughs> maybe home sweet home motley crew and um, and then you know you're kind of hoping and wondering well a, a young man come over and ask me to dance you know and you're just like you don't want to be the girl who's standing there <laughs> all by yourself with your you know, tape on your glasses right here, and you're like, uh, and everybody else is dancing, and you're just standing there, um, you know, questioning your own value and worth, huh? You know, will I be chosen? And uh, as awkward as that might be, what's happening on the guy side of the dance floor is so much more awkward. I'm not even going to go there. What we go through in seventh grade, like wanting to ask a girl to dance, but just absolutely terrified. And, um, the heart of these things, really, it does touch on our, our, our own worth, our own value. And, and, you know, there are so many experiences we have in life that we need to be purified from. You know, things by which we judge our own value. Um, you know, it, it starts in uh, when you're a little girl watching all of those stupid Disney cartoons and there's this, you know, image of beauty which is completely fake and not real and, and you grow up if you don't look like um, the Little Mermaid, you know, there must be something wrong with me. Meanwhile, the mermaids aren't real. <laughs> <laughs> FYI. Um, or, you know, in, in school, you know, you get the report card, you get the grade, and and uh, obviously the, the teacher corrects your test with red ink, which is the color of blood, you know, and it's like, oh. And, um, and, and so many of the things that we go through that uh, affect us in terms of our, our own, um, our, our ability to know our worth and value. And uh, Jesus cuts through all of that and uh, reveals to us that we must be of tremendous value. And uh, do you know how we can know that? Well, first of all, God created us and he didn't have to, you know? So it was, he created us. And then not only does he create us, but every single moment of your existence, he's holding you in existence. You know, if you can take a breath and your heart can beat, then, you know, God wants you here. All he has to do is stop thinking about you and you disappear. Like, oh, where'd she go? You know, God stopped, you know, so even just the fact that we're here, every moment of existence is tangible proof that he loves us and that we have value. And then, um, but ultimately, the thing that really convinces us of the value that we have in God's eyes, he came down here, you know, and he, he became one of us. You know, he didn't become a cat. He didn't become a dog. He didn't become a parakeet. 
he became a paraclete. But, um, <laughs> you know, but the incarnation that, that Jesus took on our human nature is such a divine affirmation of our goodness. You know, that he saved us. He is the, the one who sought the, quit laughing in the back row there. Sister Claire and I went to college together, so we just can't be around one another. Um, but, you know, the incarnation is the ultimate proof of God's love and the ultimate proof that we have value, that he took on our human nature, he became one of us, he came down here to seek and save what was lost. And uh, I'll tell you what, ladies, you will not be able to discern your vocation and you will not be able to say yes to your vocation if you're not convinced of your own worth, your own value, how God sees you, how he loves you, how he chooses you, how he pursues you, how he seeks you, and he, he wants to scoop you up in his arms. And, um, and so, yeah, we need to know that. And once we start to understand the value that we have, that Jesus was willing to die on the cross for us, like the, the price of our value was his blood, his death, um, we become confident and sure in the love of the Father. And we will have the grace to say yes. We will have the grace to, to answer the call. And uh, what's so beautiful is then he invites us to join him in the search for the other lost ones. And that's our apostolates, you know, seeking and serving the poor. As Franciscan, St. Martin de Porres is an amazing guy. You know, he himself was looked upon as, as valueless because he was half black, half white. And uh, he spent his life serving the slaves. And it's because he himself had been found by Christ. And then he joins Christ in searching for the lost ones, you know, to convince them of their value and goodness. And uh, so these things fit together. They fit together. So let's pray for the grace to, to be aware. Um, and if I could conclude with uh, yet another strange angle on this story, what happens to the sheep after it's found? What happens to the coin after it's found? Well, coins are to be spent, <laughs> you know. Uh, so it's used to purchase, you know, something. The sheep is meant for the slaughter. <laughs> you know, you find it, but eventually that little sheep's going to grow and then it's going to be slaughtered and the wool is used for clothing and, and the, you know, and in the Jewish culture, sheep were used as sacrifice to worship God. So there's something even deeper there that uh, in the love that God has for us, the call that he, he gives to us, uh, it's an invitation to be spent. It's an invitation to sacrifice yourself to give life to others. And that's ultimately the thing that makes the sense of our vocation. So let's pray for the grace to, to know that and to answer the call this day. Amen. Amen.